0: The BMJ has been investigating the cosy relationship between the alcohol industry and the British government. In a series of articles entitled Under the Influence, journalist Jonathan Gornal has been looking into the UK government's consultation into introducing a minimum price for alcohol in England and Wales, and also at the wider responsibility deal between government and industry, which has meant to champion public health. Jonathan's latest article looks at the Billion Unit Pledge, and I've come to his house in Essex to find out what he's found out. Um, So Jonathan, tell us a little bit about the investigation you've been doing for the BMJ. Uh,
1: the BMJ be- became involved with the Alice Wrap project, and a um, starting point uh, with this was looking at the, the strange case of the disappearing policy, which was minimum unit pricing. Uh, Minimum unit pricing had appeared in the government, the British government's alcohol strategy in 2012, um, very much welcomed by public health organisations. Uh, within a year, it had mysteriously disappeared with no real explanation at all. And we were interested to, to dig into the reasons behind that um, as part of an overall examination of the influence of the alcohol industry on public health policy in Europe and
0: Britain. Mm, what did you find? Well I suppose in
1: general terms the 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 most extraordinary finding um, personally uh, was the extent of the influence that the alcohol industry has and also its access to all sections all levels of of government certainly in Britain. Um, In the British Parliament there are things called all-party parliamentary groups uh, which are formed um, of their MPs and members of the House of Lords interested in specialist subjects and they could be subjects uh, such as a country or uh, subjects such as alcohol, and um, there are four devoted to the alcohol industry, and they make no bones about it. They, they are there to promote the interests of, of uh, the alcohol industry. And there are four groups, cider, beer, wine and spirits, and the most astonishing of these groups is the one devoted to the beer industry. It has over 300 MPs as members, and that's more than half the MPs in, in the House of Commons. Um, and their job, as they say, it, is to promote the interests of beer. Not only that, uh, their expenses are paid for by the alcohol industry. More than 70 companies over the past few years have supported this particular group last year to the tune of uh, in excess of £40,000. Now, all of this is entirely above board, apparently, and legal, and I find pretty astonishing.
0: How does that compare to public health? Interested bodies access?
1: Well, the, that, this is the other side of it, that uh, if you try and compare the access that uh, public health has to ministers especially, um, there is no comparison. So we, we did a number of freedom of information applications just to look at the contacts that there were between uh, the industry and various departments. <clears throat> and what we discovered surprised even us. We There were dozens and dozens and dozens of contacts between industry members and ministers in many cases, secretaries of state for health, um, they were having private meetings and They were ma- in which they were making their case uh, essentially to not be regulated. Now w- we ran this by a number of people in public health and, and they were astonished because they have to work very hard to get a meeting with a minister or with the secretary of state but the door is open and the alcohol industry just pushes on it whenever it feels like it seems. You have uh, instances of companies like ASDA demanding, at short notice, a meeting with the Secretary of State for Health to talk about minimum unit pricing at a point when the government has already agreed that the policy is going ahead. It's consulting on the level at which the price should be set. ASDA walks in and says, sorry, we're not happy with that. If you want us to remain part of the responsibility deal, um, you're going to have to scrap it. And lo and behold, the government did scrap minimum unit pricing
0: mm. now you're a journalist who's been working for a while in this I and mean, does this surprise you is this different from the way things just work
1: it, what doesn't surprise me is that industry fights its corner um, fairly <laughs> effectively and that's what it has to do i mean it, it's obligated to its shareholders it has to make as much money as possible for its shareholders it's a legal requirement now the government on the other hand does not have to care about their their profits. What it has to do is take responsibility for the health of the people. Um, quite clearly when it comes to the alcohol field, what's happened is that the government has lost sight of that responsibility and it has instead gone for, I suppose, a short-term gain of jobs, income for treasury, and so on. When faced with the dilemma, do we do the right thing, which is how david cameron expressed it in his forward to the alcohol strategy do we do the right thing and impose a penalty on the price of alcohol or do we do the wrong thing and they've clearly decided to do the wrong thing what makes this really really unpleasant is that in his forward to the alcohol strategy cameron spoke about the, the thousands of lives that would be saved if there were for instance a 45p minimum price there's been no word since on Who's responsible for the loss of those lives? Because the government has really demonstrated moral cowardice.
0: Mm. The government isn't a homogenous lump. Parliament isn't a homogenous lump. Why are politicians can letting this happen? Uh, interesting.
1: I think the, 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 in in a nutshell, self interest, and that self interest extends from the humble MP who's very keen on preserving his or her seat at the next election. So, for instance, the the chair. Of the All Party Beer Group um, comes from Burton on Trent, an MP for Burton on Trent, which happens to be the headquarters of Molson Coors, one of the biggest brewers operating in the world and, and in the UK. He is out there all the time praising, um, supporting that company because he doesn't want to lose the jobs in his constituency because if they close and it can be put at his door, so if he opposed them, um, then they left Burton on Trent. Then he can see him lo- himself losing his seat. So it is very much self-interest. So I think one of the issues here is that this isn't just a health issue; it's very much a political issue, and dealing with it is a political issue. It's simply not enough to set out the facts and and hope that they will carry the day. Um, one has to has to think like a politician. Unfortunately,
0: mm. um, I suppose at the heart of this is this responsibility deal. I'm... Is there any evidence that uh, industry cares about public health?
1: <laughs> if industry cares about public health, it simply is a byproduct. product It would never lead with that concern. It would only lead with uh, the bottom line, money, I'm afraid. Um, it talks a good game um, about caring, but as everyone in, in this room will know, all of the initiatives uh, introduced by the, the industry, whether in the In the UK or internationally uh, are all they all lack evidence they're not evidence-based and they're all touchy-feely things that sound very good or education you know advising people not to drink you know when they're pregnant which is of course the right thing to do but whether it achieves anything in terms of reducing alcohol harms no one seems to know Um, or rather people do know and they know that it it doesn't when it comes to a, a measure which is shown to make an effect the industry fights it uh, tooth and nail and um, very efficiently. Now, the responsibility deal is a classic example of this. The the government embraced industry's voluntary self-regulation, and patently, it's it's useless. I mean, you you only have to look at the fact that uh, a number of public health organisations and individuals who tried to make the deal work for years finally gave up. And they gave up last uh, July, July 2013, when the government finally reneged on its promise to introduce minimum pricing. The issue was that they've, they had supported the responsibility deal, um, and they supported it with reservations, but on the ground that it ran parallel to an evidence-based alcohol strategy. The minute the government abandoned minimum pricing, that, that had gone out the window. So all they were then doing was... Um, adding credibility to measures that the industry wanted to introduce simply because they would cost the industry nothing and, as far as most people realise, would achieve nothing in terms of reducing health harm. So the responsibility deal is pretty much dead, I would suggest, in the sense that it's never going to achieve anything. It's never going to achieve its aims. Um, But the government has to continue flying it and industry obviously will continue supporting it because it makes them look good, and it would make government look extremely bad if they now abandoned it.
0: Mm. The latest installment of this responsibility deal is the Billion Unit Pledge. Mm. Um, but your latest work seems to suggest that that's, uh, again, useless in public health.
1: The Billion Unit Pledge uh, was the, it's the most recent of the pledges under the, um, the Responsibility Deal Alcohol Network. Um, it's essentially that the industry said it would remove a billion units of, of alcohol from the market. And it would do so um, primarily by introducing new products uh, with, which had a lower alcohol content. Now, at the same time, they're not removing uh, an equal number of products with, with, with a higher um, alcohol content. And clearly, they never would. Their, their whole aim is to sell more drink. Now, they don't actually care whether it's less alcohol or more alcohol in the drink, as long as they continue their profits. But there's no evidence that introducing low strands of uh, low alcohol uh, product is going to affect the overall uh, unit um, sum. Um, In fact, there's also no way of showing this because although the government has recently uh, released an interim report which appears to show that the pledge is on track to do what it says, it doesn't come with any of the... Basic data because this is regarded as commercially sensitive. So, independent researchers are going to struggle to demonstrate that the billion unit pledge is something of a farce, which instinct tells me it is. I base that on um, several cases where the industry has launched a product which it is claiming under the uh, billion unit pledge as demonstrating that it's uh, contributing to this. Um, But when you look at its communications within the industry and within the outlets that it's selling it through, it's quite clear that they're simply trying to tap into new markets. So they've done research which tells them that 75% of women never drink beer. Perfect market to open up by introducing a a low-alcohol beer. They're not taking away from the chap who drinks his 4 or 5% stellar. He's not going to put that to one side and, and buy zest and it's pretty little bottle, um, they are deliberately trying to hook new drinkers into alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned researchers. What's your message for them when it comes to, to this?
1: The, the, far be it from me to, 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 to lecture the people in this room, but what I have seen and is the frustration felt by researchers, um, particularly those at Sheffield, whose who's great work, uh, informed the uh the, the minimum unit price policy they are fighting a public battle uh, that they're not equipped for um, the, the, these these are scientists academics researchers who 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 operate by a set of rules they're fighting an opposition which doesn't operate by any rules, any similar rules. So the opposition, whether it's a, a think tank, which is on the side of uh, the industry, paid for by the industry, uh, will simply keep repeating the same misleading message over and over again. And as a, as a researcher said to me, we do our research, we do our study, we, we publish our study, we make our case, that's it. You, we don't keep revisiting the same arguments. Um So it's not a level playing field. You can't have the correct conversation, the academic conversation with these people. Therefore, to get the message across, I'm afraid that academia has to find a different way of fighting. Um, I don't know what that way is, but it it has to be done if the message is going to get across, I think. Does civil society care about any of this? No. I don't think so. You've only got to look at the headlines in the Daily Mail. When a beer company reduced the strength of a, one of its products, You know, it was accused of watering down the beer. Now, clearly, that plays against their, their willingness to engage in that type of thing. Alcohol has a feel-good factor. Um, attacks on it, uh, uh, on its harms are still seen as a tax on an individual's right to enjoy a harmless pint at the end of a hard day's work, which is how the Prime Minister and the Chancellor of the British government put it when they reduced tax on alcohol, which they have just done. Um, How do we change this? I suppose there are lessons to be learned from uh, the whole story of tobacco and how tobacco was gradually but surely demonised in terms of the harms it could cause. So. Very recently in the UK, there's an organize, uh, organization called um, um, Balance in, in the Northeast, which is funded by the 12 public health authorities in the Northeast. That means they can afford to take some quite spectacular action. And recently they ran a TV commercial showing uh, a chap making dinner for his family, drinking a pint of beer as he was doing so. But in the pint, we see a tumor slowly growing. And eventually, of course, he, he downs it. And the message is, is that, you know, Beer is linked. Alcohol is linked to, to, to various cancers. Now, what was interesting about that advert was how industry reacted, which was viciously. Um, they they did everything they could to discredit it, and they took their case to the uh, the Advertising Standards Authority. Terrifically, that was thrown out. They were defeated, and it was not put. It was not de- deemed to be an, uh, an over the top advert. Now, clearly, that's what industry fears. So, I would suggest that if that's what industry fears, that's where industry has to be hit hard and the other thing i've <laughs> the other thing I've learned from all of this um which is more of a message for for government than anyone else, I suppose is don't put foxes in charge of chicken coop security because relying on the alcohol industry to run public health is exactly like that,
0: so it's pretty unrelentingly bleak John than what you found. Is there anything out there that's actually working to reduce alcohol consumption?
1: There has been um, an interesting development in the UK which began in Ipswich, a market town in the east of the country, where they had a lot of problems with street drinkers who were drinking extremely uh, high volumes of high alcohol, cheap high alcohol products. Essentially, they introduced something called reducing the strength, and this has now been picked up by uh, councils and authorities around the country. And it's it's sort of a grassroots sort of a guerrilla policy which has suddenly taken off. And it's a voluntary scheme by which retailers agree not to sell high strength, uh, l- low price products, and they're, they're defining high price as uh, six and, uh, sorry, high strength six and a half percent. Um, I, I think on the basis of a 500 milliliter can of, uh, of, of lager or cider, uh, that strength has 3.2 units of alcohol, which is above the, the daily recommended limit for, for women certainly. Um, it's been surprisingly successful, uh, they, more than I think almost 70% of the stores in Ipswich and the surrounding area have agreed to take part. Um, And what is really fascinating is that a study with the East of England Co-op, which is the company that began the ball rolling, um, which was targeted by the uh, operation because it has a strong community outlook, Um, they they took a look at their sales and they discovered that the number of units they sold over a six-month period dropped considerably, but the profit that the company made did not. So there was clear evidence that uh, people were switching to uh, other brands with with fewer units of alcohol. Uh, I think the interesting thing about the reducing the strength initiative is that it began with concerns about um, public order. Um, It was a police initiative to begin with. uh, And Ipswich, like a lot of small towns, had a a big problem with street drinkers. They were causing problems for people. They were causing problems for themselves over a, a very brief period of time. Uh, I think a dozen of them had died. Four were murdered, and eight died through uh, alcohol-related um, illnesses. Um, but what what caught on with people, such as the Co-op, was the the public public order aspect. So people were able to climb on board with that. Uh, whereas if if I think if they'd just been addressing, um, you know, the chat with his pint at the end of the day, it wouldn't have caught on. So, but there clearly has been a spinoff. Uh, which goes beyond the small street community because it's now in, impossible in, in, in something like 70% of these stores to buy these incredibly cheap, incredibly strong drinks. Um, and I, I think the purpose of minimum unit pricing was to to, to price something like uh, 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 Frosty Jacks, I think it's one of these ciders, which is 7.5%, and for three litres for £3.80 that would be priced out by minimum pricing that would be would cost more like 10 11 pounds which would put it beyond the price of uh, of, a, of a harmful drinker but the other way of doing it is to just remove it from the market um, and that's been done voluntarily so that would seem to be a tremendously encouraging way to go
0: and that was jonathan go who's been looking at industry and alcohol policy for the bmj All the articles that we've been talking about today are now available online on bmj.com forward slash alcohol.